0: Welcome, this is Melanie Hamilton-Bastich, the Chief Editor of Physical Therapy Products and Rehab Management. For this podcast episode, I'm happy to be joined by Ingrid Harm Hernandez, who spent 38 years as a physical therapist and became one of the first certified pelvic health physical therapists in the United States. She retired clinically as a senior physical therapist at Duke University Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina recently, and treated a wide variety of pelvic patients in the urogynecology and physical therapy clinics there. She now spends her time speaking and writing about the benefits of pelvic physical therapy and has recently written a book on the topic called The Musculoskeletal Mystery, How to Solve Your Pelvic Floor Symptoms. Today, we'll be talking about the different ways physical therapists can help people with pelvic floor dysfunction and why more people don't seek help for these issues. Welcome, Ingrid.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and excited to talk about this topic.
0: First, can you share a bit about how you got started in pelvic physical therapy and why it's a passion for you?
1: Yeah, I would say that um, my path is a little bit more circuitous than most because when I started, there really wasn't a well-formed women's health, as it was called then, um, path that physical therapists. Continue. When I graduated, there wasn't really that subspecialty. But shortly after I started treating, some of my pregnant patients would quietly say, "You know, I'm I'm having problems with with leakage," and so I wanted to know what that was all about. And I looked it up, and I'm dating myself because I went to the library, and it really took me a while to figure out what this was, and then when I started to learn as much as I could, I realized that I could make some big changes in people's lives with just some simple techniques, and and from there, I just kept taking more courses. Uh, In the United States, it was building, um, you know, a little bit of momentum there, Um, and it was really awesome to see how you could change people's lives in so, so many different ways, like, not just physically, but all their relationship and their just their overall ability to do things in their lives. So it became such a strong passion for me because I could see these amazing changes. But then I have to say, um, as I started to treat men, I also saw the same problems start to come up that there was often five, 10, and even 30 years of a delay for people to actually get referred to me for treatment. And and that was just so frustrating is why was this? And I really did think it through. And then I started to see a common link and that was a gap in knowledge. And that's for patients, that's for practitioners. It's really across the board that this gap existed. And I realized that if I could help people understand what that knowledge gap is, then maybe people could get care earlier. And the knowledge gap really started with the musculoskeletal system. Hence calling the musculoskeletal mystery, how to solve your pelvic floor symptoms, because it truly, truly is a mystery to people. And so my hope is that with that book, that I can open up a whole new world for patients and other practitioners um, inside of therapy and outside of therapy, and that we can all get, get to treat these patients so, so much earlier than, than we are presently.
0: And what are some of the types of pelvic function that can be treated by physical therapy for women and for men? Um,
1: well, it's <laughs> a very, very large group of conditions. So I think it might be best to separate that into some categories. And one of the big categories is pelvic pain, and that could be pain with sex. It could be vaginismus. What um, you now might see is genital pelvic pain or penetration disorder. Chronic pelvic pain, vulvodynia, pelvic congestion syndrome, interstitial studies. You can see in itself that's a very large group of conditions that have to do with pain. But you can kind of say between, you know, rib cage and knees. um, I actually would say between nose and toes because it really does encompass a larger area. Um, Then another group would be urinary incontinence and fecal incontinence and constipation. A lot of people realize that they can get treatment for constipation and the pelvic floor has a huge impact. It's not just our bowels, but our pelvic floor Um, That can create constipation. Prolapse, where is um, the basic description of that, is an organ such as your uterus or your bladder or your bowel starts to fall into the vaginal canal and actually bulge out the vaginal opening and can be quite, quite scary for someone who wakes one day taking a shower and thinking, I have cancer because I feel a bulge, right? So we try to educate more on that so it's not so scary. Um, fourth trimester care. So here's something that I think is growing beautifully in the last just couple of years. It's really to consider that after birth time period as a time period where a woman really, really, really needs a lot of care and physical therapy. Pelvic PT is perfectly suited for it and can get that person back to their life much quicker, so one thing to think about with all of these is there is a commonality of the musculoskeletal system here as well. Um, so when we treat as pelvic PTs, we often treat backs and knees and hips and everything that is involved in the pelvic region and beyond just so that our patients can really return kind of to the full life, right? Not just we're worried about the pelvic floor alone, but really it's a whole body.
0: What are some of the ways physical therapists can treat pelvic floor dysfunction? that you were talking about, are there any that you wish more physical therapists were aware of or that others were aware of?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that is also very complex in that, um, there are things, people snippets of things people hear, and, um, it's really important to realize what we do. So we may do what's called internal work. So that's actual internal, so vaginal or anal work, where we can target most Um, and fascia and organs and get them to function better like that's our goal with the internal work but i do want everybody to realize that that internal work is only performed after a very careful assessment and with consent of the patient so informed consent here is huge we really want the patient to be ready for that kind of work and willing to work with that so sometimes i would do internal work from the first treatment on and sometimes it might not be until a few treatments later. And then it could also be not at all. It's really dependent on the patient. We'll also do external work. So just like many physical therapists do mobilizations and soft tissue work and grass and other things that we do that help with external work, a pelvic PT will do the same thing, but usually more targeted to the pelvic area if needed. Then another big category is what I call behavioral techniques. And those are really self-skill techniques where we teach the patient how to take care of themselves. And it can be as simple as how do we get them to stop urgency from happening? How do we get them to get to the bathroom successfully without leakage? How do we um, inform them on things in their diet that might help with having a better bowel movement while we're working on the musculature of the pelvic floor? So you can see it's That's a huge category in itself, and it's very enjoyable because we get the patient to go home and work on those skills and help themselves. We empower them to help themselves, basically, um, is is what that means. Then biofeedback is a methodology where the patient can actually, on a screen, see the contraction and relaxation of the pelvic floor so they can better learn how to use their pelvic floor. Um, And then exercises are huge. So all PTs know we love to uh, teach exercises, but one important myth is uh, Kegels. So Kegels, everybody thinks, okay, well, that's just contracting my pelvic floor strong and as many times as I can. Well, we actually need to assess exactly what the patient can do, because sometimes a pelvic floor contraction is not appropriate or it's not appropriate on the first visit, but it might be appropriate on the fourth or fifth visit. So what a PT what a PT, does is looks at what the patient can do and then teaches them the correct methodology for doing it and teaching them how often they should do it and whether it's okay or not to do. So basically the entire pelvic floor exercise um, instead of Kegel is based on the specific need of the patient. Um, And then, of course, home programs are so, so important with this patient population, because at home, when they repeat what we teach them, that's when they gain that strength and that empowerment that I mentioned before that really sets them on their path um, to improvement. And, And the main thing, I think, for other therapists, like you were saying before, what are other therapists, what do we wish they knew? Well, all those different things that I listed out are things, indeed, that I wish they did know because if they can say, I sense you're having a problem with incontinence, let's say they have a back problem and they also have incontinence, they can then broach the subject more comfortably and they can explain what we do in PT and that what we assess in PT. And that that will be helpful. And then the patient's more likely to actually go to pelvic PT. And we can partner with that other therapist or the, any other practitioner. So really family medicine, GI, you know, all the different subspecialties, your gynecology. If we can have that better communication, then we can show everybody that these conditions are common but they're not normal. We really dispel a myth that these are normal conditions that we just live with them. No, we don't need to live with them. Pelvic PT really can be the answer, and I think the other PTs and the other practitioners can be that first step, you know, into getting the patient the
0: right kind of care. Do you want to talk about the use of pelvic wands and dilators to treat pelvic floor issues and how those can be used? Yes, absolutely. So
1: in some of that self-care mentioned, pelvic wands and dilators are an important part of that self-care. So there's a slight difference between a wand and a dilator. Dilators generally come in from a very, very small size. So imagine maybe the width or diameter of your pinky, and then they, they go all the way up to what you might normally see as you know, a dilator or um, a, a sex toy or anything like that would be that the largest size. And the goal there is to slowly and comfortably stretch the pelvic floor musculature to the point where that patient can return to using a tampon, to getting a pelvic floor exam, and then eventually to have intercourse comfortably and enjoyably. So those, uh, those dilators are important um, to be used properly. Um, and that's where pelvic PT comes in and, and explains exactly how to do that. Now, on the other hand, is usually S shaped. And the reason why that can be so great for the patient to use is they literally can move around to musculature, let's say on the side of the pelvic floor, and be able to treat a trigger point very specific to that location rather than stretching the hole. Right. So these dilators um, are. And and wands are a great, like I said, self-help tool that with a pelvic floor PT's guidance can be an awesome way for a patient really, really to make gains and all these different things that I just talked about.
0: Do you have any tips for how physical therapists can help their clients find the best pelvic wands and dilators for their clients? Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, like I mentioned, the
1: needs of the patient are like the most important before even trying to make a decision. So it's the patient's toleration of the pain and stretch, what their goals are, where they want to go. the use of the dilators, like that would be the first thing. So it's really talking to the patient and finding out what their needs are. After that, once that's determined, and let's say you want to go with, I'll, I'll start with the wands first. So there are many different kinds of wands out there. There are, there are plastic, uh, silicon, there are glass wands. And I know that sounds kind of odd, but there's a particular kind of glass wand um, that you can find at Desert Harvest um, that is um, a, it's a medical grade glass that actually doesn't break. You could drop it on the floor and it doesn't break. And the beauty of this device is it can be heated and it can be cooled for more comfortable usage when you're doing these, this uh, trigger point release work. Um, and I will add an extra little thing that's really important. So not only the wand itself, but the lubrication that is used while using the wand is vital. So trying to use any one of these dilators or wands with that lubrication can be quite painful. And the patient will not want to use it at all. I the patient, again, I, I, from my patients, ever glide or Aloe Vera gel, because there is natural to the body's makeup as possible. So both on pH level and what's called osmolality, the natural lubricant, the natural um, moisture level is most closely um, reflected in these Aloe Vera gels and Glide's. Um, So that's just as important as the device itself and being able to do a comfortable um, stretch or trigger point work.
0: Thank you. You talked about how physical therapists don't always have the ability to let their clients know what is needed or people are seeking relief, but they might not know where. Do you have any tips for how physical therapists and doctors can work together to help clients find relief for their pelvic floor symptoms?
1: That's a great question. Um, So I have to say that's one thing that I think we should all work on better. Um, And my tips for that from my experiences are that every one of us should reach out and shadow or spend time with someone we're going to team with. So my example, I used to be able to um, go into the clinical room with Joanne, the GI doctor, spend time with them and their patients. And we used to have the most awesome discussions on how we can help our patients the best as a team. And the patients loved it because they got two heads thinking together, you know, on an issue and, and they could see how this like, teamwork really helped them tremendously. And I have to say, as I went initially to shadow and learn myself, the person that I was shadowing with almost would ask more questions of me than I would of them because they suddenly learned that, wow, wait a minute, this is what pelvic PT is all about. I'm amazed. I had no idea that you did all this. I had no idea it was so comprehensive. So I think sharing information is is key, is absolutely key. Um, Share information about patient-specific needs. So once you get to meet your fellow practitioner and you team up with them, keep the conversation going. I can't imagine um, having treated so many of my patients without having these, them being open-minded about why does someone approach it this way? How do they do it surgically? How do they do it with medication? How does that impact patients? So although I never performed surgery, or I never prescribed medication, I still understand why it impacts my patient and can advise them if they need to go back to another practitioner. So I think that opens up us up to a whole new world of really being able to understand how better to treat our patients. And I also, I think, again, the book, The Musculoskeletal Mystery talks so much about the teamwork. What is each and every one? whether it's mental health, sex, that are all these components of care are so, so very important to really treating the patients better. So my advice would be reach out to the other practitioners and have a great conversation with them so you can help your patients better and we can make these conditions that everybody thinks are so normal to say, nope, they're not normal. We we can help you with it. And this is how we can do it.
0: Well, thank you. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, Thank you, Ingrid, for sharing your expertise and insights with us. Thank you so much
1: for having me. I really appreciate this
0: opportunity. Thank you for sharing your expertise and insights with us. And thank you to our listeners. For more great content from Physical Therapy Products and Rehab Management, visit us online at ptproductsonline.com and rehabpub.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the publications and our newsletters.